You're listening to the Couch Viewing Podcast. And this week we're talking about Whiplash. I'm here with Amy. Hello. I'm here with Welly. Hello. And I'm here with Eli. Hello. So Whiplash is a film about a 19-year-old ambitious jazz student uh, in pursuit of becoming an all-time great. It was released in 2014. Um, It had a budget of 3.3 million and it had the honour of being, uh, was it the lowest... um, Lowest grossing uh, Best Picture nomination since 1990. Um, J.K. Simmons got 47 awards uh, for his feature in this film. So, you know, I think critically it went down quite well. and I thoroughly enjoy this film. So overall, I'm going to give it a a four star. I think it was a really interesting sort of take on looking at ambition and drive and obsession. Um, I think the characters are interesting. I think the music throughout the film is brilliant, and I think it's quite entertaining how they do all the edits, cuts, and cinematography of the whole film. Uh, what about you, Amy? What do you think? Um, I agree with your stars and your opinion on the film. I think the cinematography is so incredible. Um, the editing is amazing and really interesting. I also gave it a four. Because um, I don't think it's like... It's not something I would come back to as much as maybe some of the five stars, like Jojo Rabbit and... Um, pride because i think it's less feel good you have to be in a certain mood yes yeah, definitely but... not a feel good movie but <laughs> no, it's really not. i think it's a very but, good movie. yeah it definitely it definitely makes you as you said last week it just makes you feel the things whatever those emotions are couldn't name the emotions uh but they were definitely they were definitely there so i'd say four four stars all right from me wellington what you got um well i'm gonna give it a one out of five currently but that is very subject to change because i genuinely don't know what to feel about this movie i haven't been able to digest it fully it's it it just confused me i i i don't know what the point of this movie is it it was just so bizarre so for now it's a one out of five but that is very subject to change i was not expecting that and then finally eli what you got to say well uh i thought it was a um there's an interesting view into a, like a, uh, an abusive relationship, um, and how it like how how that affects someone and their relationship with others. Um, it's really impactful. Um, utilizes a lot of, a lot of different tools and creative ways to uh, to yeah make you feel feel stuff. Uh, I give it a four and a half, four and a half out of five. Yeah. Okay, so I think then across the board we got two fours, a four and a half, and a one. I think the general uh, group feeling is it makes you feel things. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's only fair we start the discussion on that one rating because I feel the crux of the debate is it makes you feel things. What does that? What's art? Mm-hmm. What is I feel art? It's, what it's, is a, art? it's a that sort of conversation. I feel this. This really is a, a film that makes you ask, "What is art?" So, Welly, what is the? Can you at all elaborate on the <laughs> one star? Is like it's it's weird because. The acting is is brilliant in this movie. Uh, J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller do an amazing job. Um, I I even know like there's the emotional moments and like there's some good moments, but I don't really understand the point of the movie really. Because yeah, you get people similar to these characters, but you don't get you you wouldn't get a character like um, Fletcher teaching jazz. He'd be fired immediately. He's a psychopath. They're they're both psychopaths. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> it's insane. I like I, I don't know what it is about it, but the story just 
feels so bizarre and so like out of reality that I just nah. I think saying you don't know what the point of the film is an interesting discussion, I guess, because like so many stories you can say that about. Like, what's the point of Cinderella? What's the what's the point of Pride? What's the point of like <laughs> most stories don't like a lot of stuff you know has points, but a lot of stuff doesn't have a point. It's simply a story. Yeah, and and on the characters as well. Are you saying that they're they're insane and they're in, like impossible characters kind of thing? It's like I don't. I think that's that's not really true. I think they're maybe exaggerations, slightly, but like I think that that kind of like um, those kind of characters have have bearing in 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 reality because th- that happens quite a lot with with like abusive relationships. It's like you know you've got like a a mentor figure. Who is like manipulative and verbally at least violent, and then someone who who values their opinion greatly and goes to any length to impress them, and that's kind of just what happened. Yeah, I also think is uh, on Miles's character Neiman, I think he's called mm, Andrew. Yeah. Mm. It's a really like I, you saying again the you know they're crazy characters they would never exist. I have you know pushed myself with my own ambition at a point that I don't think his story is you know that crazy. Like when you want a goal. If you're willing to push yourself, like, you know, it's... Well, Neiman's character, I think, is a lot more realistic, but... And I know there's angry people like Fletcher. I mean, he's essentially just Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) But I don't think within a New York school for jazz, there would be somebody being allowed to teach like that. Okay, but if you're... Is your one star based solely on that? Because you know, plenty of other stories tell you know tales with very fictional characters and stuff. And I, I, as a personal view, I don't think you know that often takes away from it. You know, if if you're in that world and they've set up the sort of rules and the characters, you know, it's then just how well is the story told and portrayed? No, often often a character can be exaggerated, and it is <clears throat> it makes the film more entertaining. But I think the problem with this movie is it just I don't. Like, you're watching this movie and there's all these parts, but then you don't really feel, like, satisfied by the end of it. Right, okay. So, you're saying that this, this like, coming out of this film, you you had the same amount of satisfaction, satisfaction, as <laughs> um, when you come out of Snakes on a Plane, with a one. Well, I gave a zero to. Did you? I thought yeah. you gave it a one. I gave one and a half, I think. Yeah. Oh, right, shit, never mind that. <laughs> but still, you're you're putting your, like, I I. It's an interesting one because it's again the conversation of you know what is art's job? It's to make you feel stuff. Mm. So are you you know only you know is your rating just based on the emotion you end up finishing the film with? If a film you know finishes sad, does it score higher or lower? If a film finishes happy, does it finish higher or lower? Yeah, I mean, I, throughout the whole film, I my emotional reaction was just sort of flat. Hmm. It was just felt indifferent. Yeah. There was you know, I laughed at a few scenes, you know, when Fletcher was raging out. Um but other than that it was just sort of flat. Hmm. There was no emotion. Uh, I wouldn't say I agree. I disagree with that. so hard. Yeah. Come on then Amy. Okay, so I wrote down, I'm not going to say word for word what I put, but as I was watching it, I was like, 
I wanted to laugh at how ridiculous Fletcher was being when he was yelling at the students, but I felt so tense that I didn't want to laugh. So I was sat there literally frozen because I was like, if this man looks at me and sees me through the screen, he's going to jump through and kill me and then I'm going to die. That's how that's how much it made me feel. I was like, I'm about to die if I laugh too hard at this. That's literally, I, I have written down, it's very similar. If he wasn't so <laughs> terrifying, he'd be really funny. Exactly. And then I've got in quotes, He'll... get out, Oof. get the fuck out of my sight before I demolish you. Uh, yeah oh yeah like when that's the bit where i was like oh my god if i laugh i'm about to get demolished as well i think one of my favorite things that he does in that the entire film is the scene where he's talking to like a friend's like daughter and like you see like a really sweet side of him and then when he walks up to the jazz musicians after talking with this little girl he just leads with listen up cocksuckers (laughs) yes i literally have that exact moment written down when he's saying to the little girl you're gonna be in my band and gives her like a high five and you're like god that's actually really sweet and then he just turns around and is like fuck you all in the asshole you're like whoa this yeah sorry i'll try to swear less but this man has a foul language also very violently sexual language Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, so, like caught me off guard about halfway through. He started getting homophobic with it as well. I mean, he led. He started quite strong with that because he started with like to one of the trumpet players. It was um, you know, this isn't your boyfriend's dick. Don't come too early. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Actually, yep. yeah, yeah. There was a lot of um, a homophobic lot. language, which I did message Jack and say, I really hope what I think is going to happen won't happen. And luckily, it didn't because I thought with all this homosexual language and this abuse, this man is fully just going to take Andrew for, as his little boyfriend. That's so not at that all. Happen. When you sent me that message, I, I assumed you thought um, Andrew was just going to top himself. Yeah. No, I didn't think. I, th- I think I could see a fire in Andrew, perhaps, but I was just like, I think it was when um, Fletcher like put his arm against the wall, and then he was like pushing, and I was like, oh my god, this man is about to. I I really thought it was going to be like a. Um... This is one of the things I was going to be embarrassed to say. Like I have to say it because why did I get that impression from Fletcher? Oh, yeah, I can honestly so say I didn't. My mind went there. I did. What sort of? There was there was a bit of. You did. There was a bit of sexual Thank tension you. there. There was a hint. Which I think probably just adds to the abusive, terrifying nature of Fletcher. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure some sort of counsellor will sort of analyse this and reach out to me at some point. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be possibly intentional, just, just to like, just to hint at the, the side of abuse that, that does involve that. That like, yeah. if Fletcher was a slightly different just... person, then that could have happened. Kind of yeah, it did. and I think also the fact that it seemed possible, it was like in his realm of capabilities, mm. just makes him... Like, there are some villains you kind of root for in, in storytelling, and he's just the type of villain that you really want to see get pushed off a cliff. <laughs> I really like him as a character. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, he's a great character. Spe- like, at the end, I find it a really interesting thing. Like, he's clearly, after he loses the job, he loses himself a bit and goes on a bit of a revenge tangent. Mm. Mm. And you have him, you know, set up Andrew to fail. But then yeah. when Andrew again starts showing his ambition and drive, instantly he just comes back to the, no, this is what I'm all about. I want to I wanna push this and cater to this. I want to encourage this. Mm. Yeah. Which I suppose that's a, that's a well-written character. I find it re- like he so quickly does a 180 of, I'm going to, you know, set you up to fail in front of all these people to, no, 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 I'm supporting this. We got to. Yeah, yeah when, when Andrew just started playing his heart out. Yeah, so the story they keep coming back to with Charlie Parker, that's sort of the payoff with that. Um, uh, Fletcher says in the bar scene how he was pushing to create his his Charlie Parker, um, and he thought that he'd lost that by being fired, but then at the end of the movie it comes back round, and you know, Neiman sits back down on the drums and 
does his epic drum drumming um and Fletcher realizes he's got his Charlie Parker. Mm. Something that I don't really like about the film is that part of that. Though I did really like the last scene is the fact that it, it almost redeemed Fletcher like with that kind of thing. Like yeah, he got the results from his yeah, abuse. He got what he wanted in the end. It's an interesting thing cuz you I've seen it, you know, in discussions about abuse in this sort of a manner in the past of the, you know, at the end of the day, that that mental figure will say they made you. Mm. And, you know, it's very important that, you know, the the victims, you know, understand that you know, they didn't, what happened was bad, they made themselves. But, you you know, it is an, an interesting thing that this story does, you know, show that it is that pushing that does end up making him. Like, it's not, you know, it's it's it shows you the, the abuse of the relationship and shows you the outcome and, you know, the horrible journey he goes on to get. I just find it quite an interesting... I think if those blurred lines are intentional, then this film is is a five star for sure. But I, I don't know if it is intentional. I 100% you know I mean? think it is, because it is... If it is, that's A lot of you know, journeys writing. to greatness are, you know, on a route not dissimilar, I imagine. And it is, you know, it's the own individual's drive and ambition that gets them there through these awful circumstances that people put on them. Mm. Mm. Well, I suppose then seeing it from Andrew's perspective, you can see how both parties would feel he was made by Fletcher mm. and was sort of a product of Fletcher's abuse. Yeah. Which by doing that, you then, you almost, you almost feel like Fletcher did make him, which oh, I've just realised that's, that's such good storytelling. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I, no, I really like that. No, because at the end of the day, I think when it, you know, if you look at his story, you do have to acknowledge the part Fletcher played, you know, because he doesn't get to become that good a musician without being pressed and bullied and at every turn. But it is his own achievement, mm. it's not Fletcher's. Mm. Yeah. Damn. I think it's very interesting. Damn. That is very interesting. Interestingly enough as well, on another on a couple quick facts for you, this film was shot over nineteen days of production. What? Yep. Why? Didn't need to do How? much. What the, the drumming hell? in the in the film done by Miles Teller was, you know, largely he used to be a drummer, he took lessons again before doing this. Um, no way. A large amount of the drumming was him. An editor said roughly ninety nine percent of the drumming you see is actually him doing it. Holy um, but they, you know, put a pre recorded track over the top, and forty percent of the actual drumming you hear from that pre recorded track is Miles. Oh, holy smokes! So kid can drum. Yeah. Damn. I was gonna say, I wonder if drummers watch this and go, "Oh, for God's sake, this is the worst thing I've ever seen." Yeah, you, you see that a lot with like, you know, they're watching like a. Like professionals watching things in their field, mm. and it's just like yeah. this isn't right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But again, continuing, interesting enough, oh, yeah. the supporting cast that plays the band are all actual actual musicians, not actors. I love that. Um, so and much. there was a few injuries sustained on the set. There was when oh. J.K. Simmons get gets tackled by Miles. He actually broke two ribs. Ooh. <gasps> yep. And uh, some of the blood you see when uh, Miles is drumming away is actually his blood. No! Mm-hmm. That makes it so much worse. Yeah, drumming, tense. Wow. That makes me like the film more, I'll be honest. <laughs> 19 days. 19 does... days. How Budget of 3.3. Bloody hell. How much did they make? Do you know? Uh, it grossed 7.8. Freaking heck. 
So, okay, so I'm wondering now how long an, a, a usual a usual film would take to, to film, because I feel like... Depends just on that film, because if you look at like the Avengers types of film, they've got a huge amount of CGI and post-production Oh, yeah, stuff. absolutely. But a film like but this I, is if, basically just the... Like, do it on set, cut the shots yeah. as a film. So on set, they didn't Wait, need do you, to do much. Do you mean... You mean just the filming took 19 days, not the whole thing? Yes, the yeah, film was the shot filming. over 19 days. Okay. Yeah. Bloody hell. It, wow. Okay. I mean, you see it quite often with smaller films this short one like our favorite film hot fuzz was filmed in four weeks yeah but the, it was also written in a, like it took a long time for them to write yeah he wrote it over like two years like i think it was 18 months i mean yeah again this film was written a long time before it was done he couldn't get funding for it he you know made a short film of you know a rough this is it on loads of awards then he got the funding for the actual film whoa that's impressive. Was it? Uh, it's the writer and director who he he used to be a drummer as well. So it's sort of because I I googled if it was based on a true story because the characters just felt so mm. so real, and it's not. But apparently, um, the writer used to be a drummer, so he sort of based it around that. Yeah, he said it was loosely based on sort of you know his his experience. He said a lot. The ideas for Fletcher came from you know he was intimidated by his instructor back in the day. Back in Imagine his high school being class. the instructor of the guy who wrote this film, and then you, you go to see it, <laughs> and you're embodied by that monster. Yep. Well, like Damn. speaking of it being how based in reality it is, I was watching a video on how well a jazz musician sort of picked it apart, um, and he he said it's essentially him watching this movie was like what he assumes like an astrophysicist would feel watching Interstellar. Oh. Like, yeah, it works, like, for the audience and for the story, but for, like, anybody who knows more, it's just sort of, like, you just wince in with pain every couple of, every couple of scenes. But, because he, he, yeah. was, he was picking apart, like, um, the person Neiman idolized is uh, Buddy Ross or something. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but he was a... A drummer ages ago and he was saying how it's really bizarre for someone in New York of, to be 19 and to idolise that person like he called up his professor friend who works at a school, a jazz school in New York and was like who are people, I, who are young people idolising these days and like they're idolising people who are doing these sort of fusions between jazz and hip hop and like, mm. it's really bizarre for anybody to idolize that person, especially when in real life um, he was basically Fletcher, the 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 character Neiman idolized. So it works in the story. It's just a bit odd. I don't him. think it's a bit odd. I I think whenever you look at any group of people, everyone is going to idolize different people for different reasons. Mm. And mm. another thing is like, uh, since it is bizarre, that could be like one of the factors that that um means he had the drive like because he knew about you know like impressive drummers and things and it's it's you know maybe it's the other way around rather than it being well the jazz artist was also pointing out that um the person he idolizes isn't even considered that good of a drummer when it comes to jazz like there's much better examples of jazz drummers out there so he's the ringo of jazz yeah, yeah but the, I, this film isn't trying to be <laughs> No, it works for the story, but he pointed out, like, it's just mm. very bizarre, and, like, it just wouldn't, it probably just wouldn't happen. For... Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all, though, about the story. Like, no, I... not me. 
I think, especially since it's a minor detail and it works in the story, I am not bothered at all by that. I don't think it's really a story about about jazz. No, it isn't. It's just, like that that part of it doesn't really matter. It could be about like the main thing is the relationship between Fletcher and and uh, Neyman. Yeah, Neyman. Like the the fact that it, you could replace it with American football, you could replace it with like um, I don't know, I don't know what other things you could replace it with, but like you know the the fact is it's it's not the the jazz part of it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's it's beneficial that you know Neiman is is a drummer and things, so they they could fit that in. I mean not Neiman. Um, Miles Teller. Yeah. Yeah, Miles Teller. Um, but. Yeah, it doesn't the, the jazz aspect. Of yeah, it the jazz artist also said that he said this isn't really a um a jazz movie. It's more like a sports movie, if anything. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it does have that. But it's um... just a film looking at that relationship of the young protege with the drive and ambition to become great. But it was it was very interesting to look at his take on all the jazz aspects, and he did he did pick apart some weird parts. Like um, there's a shot where there's a kid with um some heavy big instrument on his back in a backpack um and he said he was pointing out how like they looked like jazz jazz students but the the um the one of the stand stand-ins for neiman looks nothing like a jazz musician which was just you know you're picking apart i think it's a thing with like film like you can study physics and then go watch you know any film involving any element of physics if you're going to come with your physics knowledge just pointing the finger. There's no point watching the film. No, yeah. No. Like, you've got to just accept it's a story. Watch the story. I can assume yeah, for I someone who that. knows about all this stuff, though, it can be... It can... Some some stupid mistakes can be furiating. I mean, like... Like, the ones I've if mentioned... If you're watching this film, like, as, a, as an experience, like, jazz player or whatever... You fairly quickly will see that at the centre of the story, you know, the story is not jazz; it is this relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the jazz bits and bobs on the side, like, you know, if they're choosing like a weird song to go through, or if they're, you know, say something wrong about the tempo, like I don't think that would pull me out if I was in that position. Like the same way, you know, like Endgame, whatever. When they talk about time travel, they say like, you know, a bunch of just physics and maths jargon. Like I know all those words from studying it, and it's like <laughs> it has no relevance at all. Like yeah, but. Yeah. But that yeah. doesn't pull me out. That's, that's a little different because, like, time travel is, is you it? know, like it's the same. They've just gone for random detail. Like they've just gone search, you know, either jazz detail or physics word. Well, you can't go and get an expert <laughs> and just put it in. You can't go and get an expert on time travel. I mean, you can really. You can. Well, no, because yeah. they probably tell you time travel is impossible. You can't have it in your film. But you can go and get an expert on jazz who can tell you, yeah, you're doing this. He's saying this tempo part wrong or whatever they're saying wrong. You but it doesn't... Right, but like, time travel theoretically is a thing. And physicists love playing with the theoretical. Like, you can... You could go up to many physicists, you know, if you wanted an expert to get some, you know, correct jargon or whatever, and they could have done that. But that's not going to improve anyone's enjoyment of the film, I don't think. It is, it is yeah. mine. I like the attention to detail, and I prefer, if they can, for as many details to be as spot on as possible. What? I mean, it doesn't sound like mm. you picked up on any details. That you sound like you picked up on someone else picking up on the details. Yeah, no, I mean, but I'm saying there's there's got to be people out there. Like, it's got to be like a bit furiating for like a jazz player to watch this movie and them getting so many simple things wrong. I mean, it's not like you saw anyone you know playing the trombone backwards, is it? 
<laughs> like, I, I don't wish. know. I wouldn't be able to tell. I would love to see Fletcher's reaction to that. I would the, the love big, to see how Fletcher reacts. It's like the other side. And you blow into the small right. bit. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. I will say, you really see... Um, sorry, you just reminded me about with the trombone bit. You know in the sort of early part of the film when mm-hmm. Fletcher hears one, one kid playing out of tune. I love and then that he, bit. Oh my God. And so basically what happens is he like... I mean, you guys know I'm telling I'm telling the um, I'm telling my mum, the audience member. Um, <laughs> um, I think she has, but she never remembers. She's seen Kung Fu Panda like 300 times, and she's still surprised when she finds out that Poe isn't the son of that duck. You know, spoilers. Um, I need to spoil random films. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna scratch. I'll that spoil off every my, film. Uh, yeah. I'll spoil every film. So my point was gonna be um, in the early part of the film when he says to the kid, like, "You're the one out of tune." And he goes, yeah, I am. And then he kicks the kid out. And he says, that kid wasn't the one who was out of tune. But it's bad enough that he didn't know. That's when you realise how cutthroat Fletcher is. Yeah. It's awful. Because you just I think love it. he's kept the person who was out of tune and made some random kid who was doing fine cry and kicked him out of the out of the studio band. I mean, but again, I think that is very interesting and in telling of Fletcher's character that he kicked out the other guy for, you know, make an example of him, all that, you know, abusive nonsense. Mm. But I also saw it as a, he kept in the guy who was out of tune because he saw more talent there. He saw more. Yeah. So it was a, you know, he he, he wasn't just going to throw him out of a one mistake, you know, throw some fear into him. But, you know, Fletcher clearly has a a lot of incentive going on. Has an eye for looking for people that he could push to be great. Yeah. Also, what what he said later about, um, about, uh, like, nothing he would do would dissuade the future, um, you know, of like the future great of that that instrument. Yep. So like, you know, if if they were if they were destined to be, then they'll come back, or, or they'll keep trying, or mm-hmm. you know, or they'll they'll practice and practice and come back. Yeah, and that's that's the reason why I I've sort of because I know that you said you like the ambiguity of whether like the film's sort of siding with Fletcher or whatnot, but I I can't tell if the film is sort of praising the amount of effort that Neiman puts in or it's not like I can't tell if it's saying it's it's this guy's insane for putting in this amount of effort for this thing and sacrificing his personal life like he um breaks up with his girlfriend and whatnot or if it's like or if it's saying like yeah if you want to be this great you've got to make these sacrifices and it's saying like that this is normal this is this is completely fine. I can't tell which way, way the movie's going. And that's why I think it is a great film, because it does do mm. both. It shows you, on his rise to you know power and glory, it shows you he loses it, like he doesn't contact his dad, he stops going to the cinema, he breaks up with this girl he was really into, like, you know, he's going through a lot of physical pain, he's still, you know, not getting the praise and reward he wants. Like, it shows you he's gone through, like, putting everything else aside and is still just getting slapped in the face. It shows you both sides that, you know, the work can get you there, but it also can ruin everything and you can end up nowhere. And I love that it shows both and it, it the film doesn't really pick a side as much as it shows the story and sort of lets it sit. The ending does pick a side a little bit, but I think for the most part it sort of tells it and just leaves it in front of you to just sort of look at and go, huh. Yeah, let, let's the viewer decide. I think also, I imagine if you watch this with a group of people, you would be able to tell uh, like a lot about the person by how they react to the film. 
They're like, yeah. oh, I bloody love Fletcher. He's so cool. You're like, oh, whoa, okay. okay. I'm warning you now. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> whoa, bye. I was just going to say, I really, really could not care less about the whole girlfriend thing. Yeah, I like it as a story beat, though, to because uh, they, they, they start off with, they show um, him wanting to be the first in that sort of, the you know, the set B uh, musicians. Mm. Um, but then the other guy who has the girlfriend, who's also the first there, like he's got it all. And then when he gets the call up to the big boys band, he then goes to the girl. So then suddenly he's got it all. And it's an interesting thing. They sort of show that, you know, he wants this stuff. He gets that stuff. Then he sees he wants that. He really works for that. And he pushes everything else aside. So I do like it as a story beat to just sort of show, you know, he did want it before he set his heart on becoming a great. Yeah. Once he thought it was within reach, he dropped everything. Another thing is like, yeah, uh, she kind of, she's, it represents more, she represents more of like a, uh, like a choice. Um, like she, she kind of represents her, like the greater thing of, of, um, of his personal life, of his family, of his friends, where like, there's the point where he's watching like a jazz musician on his phone on the bus. And then, like, the text comes over it uh, from her, which is kind of like, which I think is there, like, showing the choice of, like, one or the other. You don't have to. I also really like that when they have the date and the conversations, it so clearly sets up ambition and drive versus doesn't quite know what to, what, what she wants to do with her life, but is happy enjoying the... Yeah, it's almost the guy with the dreams is the one who's unsatisfied. Mm. And he doesn't, he doesn't really get satisfaction until the very, very last moment. And I feel like once... Once that show is over, like, what next for him? Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, you've drummed now. Now what? <laughs> All right, you've, you've drummed. drummed. That's what you wanted. You've drummed. Yeah, okay, you, you did well on the drums. That was your whole life plan. You've broken both your hands. You, you got hit by a car to drum, okay? Now what? On the hit by the car thing, I think it's very interesting as well, because um, when uh, Fletcher has the breakdown crying at the start of the thing and talks about his, you know, other protege that was Casey, I think his name was, Mm-hmm. and how he'd, you know, mediocre, but then drove to be the top of the class, then, you know, got there, then went on to do, you know, great things, uh, and then died in a car crash. Mm-hmm. And then we later learn, you know, he actually hung himself, he didn't die in a car crash. But I like how yeah. he literally describes the tale that Andrew, you know, goes through in this film of, isn't doing that well, drives, gets the spot, then gets the top spot, gets hit by yeah. a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, which I think I think is another choice kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, so like, instead of, you know, driving back and speeding and, you know, going back for his sticks, he might have just, like, given up. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, is really fascinating. I'm not saying that was the right, like, either of those are the right choice. You know, there's there's more options than those two. Yeah. <laughs> Either film... get, get your sticks or hang yeah. yourself. It's not those, it's not. <laughs> yeah, come on. No, the film but... does an interesting thing of it does, you know, it puts the choices in front of the character and, you know, you sort of know they're wrong and right in you know every respect and it's just quite an interesting journey the film does i will say um i was genuinely and i know the film's called whiplash but i was really really surprised when he got hit by a car such a good moment like was were you expecting that at all First i know time I watched whiplash. it not at all no okay good because i was really taken aback by that again i feel like the film plays on the sort of you know knowing the audience expects a bit of hollywooding of you know always mm. cutting it fine you know so the audience has that slight he's going to make it there yeah. he's going to play yeah. he's going to get the part it's going to be a happy ending but then they just have him get hit by a car turns up late <laughs> covered in blood butchers the you know playing it's awful it's excruciating in the most satisfying way uh, but I would I'm never watching this film again <laughs> five stars out of five I'm never watching it again I, my opinion's still not changing 
you're saying all these good things about this film and how you love it, but it's just not it's just not clicking for me. It's cementing yeah. itself. Sometimes that just happens. Cementing itself. You know, I look at the Mona Lisa and I think she looks really boring. Some people love it. Yeah. It's just. But see, that's an interesting know. thing of it. Uh, the Mona Lisa does nothing for me, but I cannot <laughs> argue that's one of the greatest paintings of all time. No, that's true. So I, I would rate that, is, but... you know, five out of five or whatever, but I don't enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah, but um, part of the reason we're rating is to show your enjoyment. Like, I think the interesting thing about rating it as individuals is you're rating based on whatever your criteria are, and then your film scores are only in reference to your film scores. My criteria and my choices are different to yours. If I if if I um if I like snakes, snakes on the planes might have been maybe a one, but. It gets the one taken away from it because of my hatred for snakes. Exactly, it's your scale and your choice. <laughs> now, all so we can do jazz. is try and yeah, I do kind of hate. All jazz. we can do is try offer up points that are you know this film good, this film make you feel things. This film good. If you still want to rate it that, there's nothing we can do to. I wish you could articulate why you, why you don't feel anything from it, but I guess if you I just, just don't. don't, do you like maybe it's just you don't care about the characters? I don't know. I, I, I want to know. I don't know. I there's there's to... bits of the film. I have noticed that good. I, I, but like I like the the fact that the um the film's quite dirty. Like New mm. York is shown as like a dirty place. There's trash litter in the streets. It's not shown as this like clean, sort of extravagant place as it is in a lot of movies. It is actually shown what it's like. Um, uh, like the uh, first scene of him in the um in the jazz band when Fletcher shows up and takes over that that room's like got cracked windows it's all like messed up and like what New York would actually be like but then I also dislike the the like coloration of the film like at certain moments it looks fine but yeah. there's this one moment the moment we were talking about earlier where um Fletcher puts his hand on the wall his hand is the same color as that wall because of the color grading. It's like, it's got this like sort of sandy wash over to it that just makes his hand look yeah, like the wall. And it just feels, mm. I just, it's just like, why? Why does it need? It's very, it, it did look very green a lot of the time yeah. as well, which I don't know why. I, I did like... write down about the color, but I just don't know why it's like that. Yeah, but it's probably intentional. Yeah, it's probably intentional. Like just... to to to, oh, yeah, to, sure. to convey some kind of like lean it towards some kind of emotive. Uh... I think it all just makes you feel a bit more stressed. True. I mean, I was so stressed. I'm I'm holding tension in my shoulders. I'm going to need to meditate for four hours today. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, I will say Fletcher <laughs> is terrifying, and like uh, imagining being in those scenes was like would be they would be they would be terrifying, mm. but also like just watching them. They're just funny because of how absurd they are. I mean, they're not that abs- absurd, really. Well, like, Fl- Fletcher would be fired in an instant. Okay, but besides that, I mean, like we've all we've all had teachers who were abusive and horrible, and they, you know, didn't get immediately fired. Like I do feel like Fletcher is an extreme example because he's literally hitting people. But yeah, I mean, I mean, know. like Fletcher's sort of casual bigotry and like the casual homophobia that he plays like in the first scene when he's like let's see if you made first chair just because you're cute and then she plays a tune and then he's like yep mm-hmm. um 
Like, that's realistic, but... She was quite cute, to be fair. She was. But the rest of it, there's, like, things, like, throwing things at people. Um, uh, mm. The the way he treats that, that chubby kid, he's like, what are you looking, what are you looking down <laughs> there for? There's no Mars bar. There's no Mars bar. It's, it's <laughs> like, and the fact that he does it so consistently is just, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't fly. Like, there's a couple of teachers we've, We've had like we've had a teacher call um, a student a useless worm, which, yeah, oh, yeah. is not great. <laughs> but when it's few and far between, I assume there's some sort of leeway and like, okay, yeah, that's not okay. But we're not gonna fire him. But Fletcher, he's doing that every day. I mean, something to consider. There's a few things to consider. Firstly, there's only you only ever see him be like that when it's only him and his band. True. Um, secondly, this is uh, an American school. Thirdly, um, <laughs> we don't know That's how, how long point. ago this is set. It's a university as well, not like a secondary school. Yeah, I'd agree with you if you pulled not out exactly again, the point but... I was making. But there's also, you do hear stories in the news and stuff occasionally mm. of American sports coaches yeah. ending up in scenarios like this of, you know, being abusive and just pushing their talent. It's not unheard of. Some people, you know, they, you get you get characters that have missed the boat on their own career and then force their, you know, failed aspirations onto these up-and-coming, ambitious youth. Yeah, I mean, you say he went a bit far, and he did go a bit far, and then he got fired. Yeah, mm. yeah only after... One student killed themselves and he lost his job after that. Yeah. Oof. Well, and the fact that another student got hit by a car and then ran and... Do you think he knew that, that Andrew was hit by a car? I mean, I think... He... Given he turned up covered in blood, yeah, but there was a mild indicator that something happened between him going to get his drumsticks <laughs> and reappearing with his drumsticks. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Like ten minutes later. Okay, yes, I'm stupid. Nothing, yeah. nothing. I mean, he did seem like a smart character, Fletcher. Mm. Like he was, he wasn't. Um... No, yeah, like he seemed because he. I mean, he showed signs of like, you know, manipulating very well. Oh yeah, he was really Very good well. at That final sequence God of them is so brutal. Yeah, yeah but there's awful. also just like loads of tip-offs all the way through, like yeah. um, how he's like, he's soft and kind, and then he's really harsh, and then he's soft and kind, and he's really harsh. Like, the, but it's the... interesting as well, on the first like soft and kind we see of him, is him like asking about his family and his parents. Yeah. Then the next harsh we see is just him is berating he... his pathetic family and his... Yeah, he uses the, the, the yeah. what he gained, yeah. I also like, though, that his character is consistent, though, with uh, when he... T- when Andrew turns up after the car crash. He doesn't like, you know, a lot of regular people would be like, whoa, 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 no, 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 you're not playing. He sits down, he's like, okay, let's see if, you know, let, let's see him. Yeah. But talking about the scene where he's having dinner with his family. Oh, yeah. He's, he is just a massive arsehole in that scene. Andrew right? is totally. Like, that's Andrew. I, mean, that, I, right? I don't I completely I think he is. I, I think they're all being arseholes, really. Yeah. I mean, they're all being a bit ignorant, maybe. But then he's the one who takes it to the sort of arsehole level. I mean, his whole family is like, oh, you play the drums, that's cute. Oh, but he's doing football. He's doing... Yeah. And it's yeah, music no, is just be... being looked down there. Like, it's, you know, like he said, you're playing, what was it, like, Nat 3 American football or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I'm at the top school, at the top level, playing with the, the best people. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just yeah, his the, whole family's the... looking down on music. Yeah. The other students weren't saying anything. He went in on them. He didn't go in on the old people who were the ones doing it. He didn't go in on his dad. Or, well, no, his dad was yeah. being 
fine. It's was it. No, his dad was what went like he was. He wasn't taking his side. He did at the end. Yeah, like um, yeah, right at the end. Yeah, he did at the end. When but, um, when it was the NFL put and he put down the one back about the Lincoln whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who is who the woman and the other men are in no. the scene, but they were the ones being the assholes. And then he goes in on the on the mm. other two people. Like, fair enough. Yeah, it can it can feel horrible when your like sort of passions being shit on like that, but. Don't then shit on two no. other people's passions who are being like, who aren't doing anything. Yeah, I agree with the sentiment. I mean, but I can also. I, you have to say, have to say that they were good put downs, though. <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah, it was being a nice way to well, though. When you're a competitive and driven, ambitious person in that scenario where everyone is just, you know, saying, you know, essentially they're saying you're worthless there, you know, the thing that you, you're spending your whole life doing and driving for, they're like, eh, you know, this mediocre level football is better. Like, you're going to explode at everything. Like, you're just going to pop. And, you know, if that's a sibling relationship or whatever, then you're instantly going to, you know, like, well, I'm better than them. I'm better than them. Like, I am worth, you know, I I just think that is, you know, character of just uh, you get to the boiling point, you pop. Right. But you're, you're saying you don't tend to be the most rational in a... Just find it a little weird. To just show weird. his ambition again, like, though, be it? Like... like how passionate he is about just banging on them drums all the time. He really cares about those trumps. I will say also, talking about how how much of a manipulator Fletcher is and uh, how he sort of switches between being super nice and super nasty and nasty is when he tries to get the results. He does only get the results when he's nasty. Because if you you remember when he was saying, oh, it's not quite my tempo to Andrew. Oh, it's not quite... And then, like, it kept going, it kept going. And, like, he went over and over again, kept getting Andrew to do the drums. And then he'd say, oh, it's not quite my tempo, try again. And And then he just, like snapped and suddenly Andrew was, uh, practiced and then he got it after Fletcher was uh, abusively horrible. What was your point? <laughs> just just that the abuse worked, I suppose. Abuse works, Abuse guys. works is the lesson yeah. I was trying. It is one thing okay. I do like about the film. I didn't it, mean for that does... the message, but abuse does work, I guess, I suppose is the message I'm it does sort of just it, it, it does just sort of show the story and then it is... You know, for the most part, it doesn't really give a, a side. Like we said earlier, it's just a ego audience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the story, it is a very definitive cause effect, cause effect. Like it's abuse mm. and de- de- like degrading him leads to self improvement and drive. Yeah. But then it also leads to him being an asshole to people. Yeah, it's interesting that he does grow to mirror Fletcher's mm. behavior. Yeah, I have I have written down. Um, choices made, and then abuse begets abuse. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it's the scene where then he's told he's not starting just before the car crash, where he then just lashes out, you know, insulting everyone. It's in, you start to see Fletcher in him. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do. There's a uh, one last point I want to make about something other than the story, and that's you guys were saying that the cinematography is, is oh, it's good. awesome and whatnot. Yeah, I sort of found it. Again, boring. Really? There was not much that was that really visually interesting. <laughs> well, like uh, I will say, the end end scene where he arrives on stage and starts playing that's quite experiments quite a bit and has some cool shots. Like it'll switch back to the piano when the piano mm-hmm. piano plays and it's got that top down view of the guy playing the piano. I like I like the end scene, but the rest of the film was just sort of a bit bit bland there wasn't really any 
interesting shots per se. Well, I think that's funny you say because I noticed like multiple really interesting shots all the way through, and and with the final scene, they um they did things like that um earlier, like throughout the film when like when they were playing as a band, like whenever he's in the music and he's playing, like he's 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 in the zone. It it goes through all the like a lot of the other instruments and shows that like, um, that it's not just on him. Like he that's where he is. He's in the other instruments. He's mm. he's like fully, um, involved in in the, in the music. Yeah, I really like the edit of the film. Like the whole, I I think a lot of the edit and the music all ties really well and gives the whole film quite a jazzy like you feel like you know you say in the. And the music's playing, whatever it, it sort of follows the music quite a bit. I I, I just mm. find it really an interesting watch. Yeah. The uh, the shots do get more interesting when like they're playing, which happens mm. quite a bit. But then the shots like in between are just. Yeah, I don't. I actually, I actually think I agree with Welly. I do. I um, I agree with both parties. Like it's boring in between. Well, I suppose I don't mean boring because I found it very entertaining. But just the cinematography when when it's not doing anything special is just average but when it's doing something special well, it's so cool yeah. and it is very I, very immersive so i can see both sides mm. i mean i picked up on a few things when it wasn't that as well like mm. um lots of shots from behind him when, yes. when they it felt like that they wanted to put put you with there there with him so like when he's walking on to play and things yeah. and you're walking like right behind him when there's audiences um, as well mm-hmm um, oh yeah, that was a good shot. I will give you that. I did like that. There was also a lot of uh, very intimate shot compositions when, like, it was like a couple of people talking. Mm-hmm. Where you'd have like really close-up shots with soft, um, soft focus on the like, so, uh, on the on the person. Yeah. So the background was really fuzzy, so it felt like you were talking face to face with them. Um, which I thought was good as yeah, well. Yeah. It, it kind of it again it, a lot of shots that um, really uh, put you in his shoes. Mm. I did also notice it gets sort of got tighter on Andrew when he was more stressed and tighter on Fletcher when he was yelling. Like, God, this film makes you feel tense. You just... <laughs> I can't stress that enough. If you have a heart condition, don't watch Whiplash. It feels weird because I was making points like Eli's just made about Pride last week. Like, it puts you in the sort Yeah, of I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Event. And I... But I didn't feel that this week I wonder if that is you do not relate to the story as much. Yeah. I've, it probably you just don't is. Care about it's that just probably boy. just like I'm not vibing yeah. with the story, so the the shots just don't. Because when watching, right, like, like I, you know, I enjoy the story and get emotional and stuff. But you know, as someone who is not gay and oppressed or a minor and oppressed, mm. you know, there's there's only so much I can put myself in, like you know, into the scenario and see it and feel it. But in in this film, you know, seeing someone with a drive and ambition, I've been there, and I. Hell yeah. You're trying to say I've got no driving. No, that's exactly yeah, I'm saying you're going saying. nowhere, mate. That's exactly. I'm glad. I'm glad you said it, Willie. Um, I'm glad you picked up on that. Five, you know, yeah. with your intelligence, yeah. I didn't think you Pull would. You know, together. so um... I know I didn't pick up on anything in this film. <laughs> so, oh, I just wonder if it, if it is you're not, you know, connecting with the characters. You're not connecting with the. Characters I did wonder if so. You're, I did say you're that struggling that. to slip into the old shoes. Yeah, that I I think that's uh, very possible. Mm situation that we're in because you know i obviously i wouldn't be connecting with sort of like the shots that mean something mm. if i'm not connecting with the story 
I do think the best shot though is at the end when he's been set up. He's on the stage and then it like oh, pans to the audience. It's awful. Such a good shot because it is mm. just a. Ah. You can just feel a pit in your stomach. Yeah. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. I think that there's that whole final like sequence, that whole final scene. It's just really good. It like is. the whole like the climax, the heroic moment, the point of like revolt against the abuser. I guess mm. you know mm. where he's like he's he's. The one time he's kind of taken a stand is like where well, he's just been told to, to to get lost, and he's just like, no, yeah, Shan't. no, drags on a bit. I agree. Yeah, I but I think that's kind point. of that's it's his moment. Heck In yeah. the film, it's his moment. Like the rest of it was yeah. kind of he didn't really ha- like that. That was yeah. And what a long yeah. moment it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was a full like few minutes. That was a. That was a. F- it, does also mirror the um, they talk throughout the film of the greats and they mention I can't remember is it if it's Casey or Charlie Parker's but they talk about you know the great and then he had the one iconic solo mm. yep you know it was that all that hard and work to then get it. the you know the best saxophone solo of all time the best yeah. drum solo of all time so it is such a nice that then he forces that moment out himself mm-hmm. and has the the ultimate. I just, I would really like to see Whiplash 2, is Andrew satisfied now that he did his solo? I think that takes away so much of the first film. No, I agree, but is... But yeah, I would... If I was like it's, it, a drummer and I had my one solo... The thing with storytelling is, so much you've got to, you know, to tell a lot of the best stories, I think you do have to leave the questions unanswered. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I the agree, best but, mysteries come yeah. from the unanswered questions. The more you explore, the more you take away from that mystery. Humans do like a mystery. This is true. I say that like I'm an alien. I'm also human. Oh, I did have something that's that um uh two things about the the back to the um camera work and things. There was there's points where the camera work was the only way I could describe it is sticky, right? What? So, um so there's points where in a, like a lot of other films they would have um, cuts between character A and character B as they're conversing. Um, but there was points in this where it stayed on uh, Naaman. Yes, when, actually. Uh, when Fletcher was talking, but to see the reaction on 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 his face, and to like just to so you're you're still there with him rather than hearing like seeing whatever Fletcher has to say. You're you know you're, it's it sticks on um, Andrew. Yeah, and that's because you know Flet- the only thing that's important about Fletcher a lot of the time is what he's saying. It doesn't really matter what he's mm. doing or what he looks mm-hmm. like. It just sort of matters. Yeah. What he's saying and how Naaman is reacting. Yeah, to it. but like it's it's just interesting to have cause a lot of the time it would just be back forth, back forth. But to have it like stick yeah. on um, mm. Andrew when there's no one in shot talking, there's just someone off off shot talking. When when previously it was back and forth, it's uh, it's just interesting. And with also with the quick cuts, especially like with the instruments, the sound is really crisp. Mm-hmm. Like the instrument sounds really good. The editing is so good. I really like the edit of this film. I mean, I knew it as soon as um, you know, in the opening, it's sort of like a black screen, and you hear the drums, and then it sort of reveals Andrew just as the drumming yeah. stops. I was like, I just know this editing is is going to be good. Just from that one moment, it was so cool. Also, Whiplash is a banger. It's a banger. Yeah, it is a banger. I'll give you. It that. is a banger. But, oh, actually, speaking of uh, Whiplash, the song, I was like, in my notes I said, okay, so the film's called Whiplash because this man gives us whiplash with his mood swings. 
and then and then the song revealed it was called Whiplash, right. and then Andrew got hit by a car. So I think the title. Yeah, it's a three It's a yeah, it's a triple whammy. Yeah. It's a what's it called? A triple threat, not a triple whammy. Triple yeah. threat. That's that's a hat trick. Yeah. I also did just have the revelation that like, you know, people say you know, um, you know, whenever they describe something as as, as being hard or difficult, it's always it involves blood, sweat, and tears. He does mm. produce all three. He really a lot of blood. Yeah. He yeah. cries at the start, yeah. you know, and then he's made to sort of say he's crying to the whole class. Mm-hmm. A lot of blood and a lot of sweat. So much, yeah. so, so much more blood than yeah. I would expect from a drummer. Yeah. Didn't Usually see any when... elbow grease there. No. Usually when... Those elbows were covered up nicely, but the blood... Usually when people say blood, sweat and tears, usually, like, sweat or tears is the one that you mm. see more of, not blood. So much yeah. blood. Yeah. I can't emphasize. Uh, oh, this one, it was just... Blood. It was a lot of I did like as well, though, how it did show how quickly he slipped back into, like, the obsession, almost like an addiction, when mm. he got offered the part. Yeah. Because you see him, like, at the restaurant having drinks with the guy. His hands are fine. Yeah. You, then he gets the drum kit out, and then you see him on the phone with uh, his ex, and you see his hands are just coated in plasters. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that was a one quick so you, It shows us, like, quite yeah. subtly that he's back in. He's already... Yeah. He's been teased like the greatness, and he's already worked his hands to literally yeah, to the bone. Bloody pulp. I will say it was really, yeah, really a lot of blood. Like you know when he had that ice jug, and then he stuck his hand in the oh, ice jug. And... I love that shot where the the water just goes Ooh. red. I was trying to come back to that for like thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Okay, wait. Hold on. We'll we'll pretend we didn't. Uh-huh. Huh? Go on. Yeah, that shot where he sits his hand in the bucket. Oh, it's a great shot, red. isn't it? Yeah, oh, that, that, that is a really good shot. No, I'm I'm glad I wish somebody brought that, brought that up sooner. Up. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. Um, yeah, Welly, well done on that point. But um, yeah, good. <laughs> do drummers actually that bleed that much usually? I think there is quite a lot of blood like involved, uh, more than other instruments. I think. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's decent amount of blistering from just holding things. So I can imagine playing the drums, you're yeah. gonna get your hands buggered. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's like wood just constantly like rubbing Ooh, against. Like, I don't you know. want to be thinking about all that now. Yeah. So then, Wellington. What do you rate this film now after this discussion? Where do you stand? Okay, so the one was a bit of a placeholder. <laughs> I, I'll move it up to two. I'll put it on par with Mulan. Um, I think Mulan made me feel things more than this movie did, but I think this movie... I can understand where that this movie is a better movie. Like, the acting I really like, so... I think at the very least I've got to put it on par, so yeah, two. Do you think from like a non-subjective perspective this is a better film than Mulan? Yeah, yeah. Amy, what do you got to say? You sticking by your remarks? Are you going up, down? or? I'm actually going to move it down a point, down a star. It's going down to three. I, I think okay. it's a really good film, and I think generally speaking, subjectively, it's a four. But to me personally, I don't really... I've realised actually hearing Welly talk about it, I don't care that much about Mr. Drummer Boy. And I'm not that interested in jazz and (laughs) what this abuser has to say about drumming. So it's a good film. It's a stressful film that makes you feel things, but it's just a three because I care more about a story I can relate to. And there was only like half a woman in this anyway. And Eli, what you got to say? Uh, I think it's sticking up where I said before. I think four and a half. Um, I think I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, again, a lot of the points uh, I kind of already had similarly in mind. You did bring up a few good points, a few bad points. 
kind of evened out. Um, yeah, I think it's just stick around a four and a half. Yeah, for me, I think I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna increase my score. <gasps> I think to a five. Whoa! I really that's like. A big one. I really like this film. I think it tells a good story. Mm-hmm. I think the characters are interesting, consistent. You can track, you know, what they would do at each point, and I like that. Yeah. I I really like that the story. You know, for ninety five percent of it is sort of objective. Just gives you the story, drops it in your lap, and you've just got to deal with it. And it does just make you feel things. Yes. Hmm. And I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling so things for is me. Good. Yeah. I, I, I would like yeah. you know. I, I rated Mulan so lowly because I was just bored. <laughs> I'm rating yeah. this so highly because I was edging my seat, feeling things the whole Absolutely. time, and afterwards you can think about this film quite a lot. Mm. Like there are things to digest with it. And I, I think that's interesting. I agree with everyone's score. That's what's weird. All right then, Eli. What you got for us? Ah, so next week um, we're going to be watching uh, Twelve Monkeys. All right. Well, we've been the Couch Viewing Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm only Lisa. Goes five stars. <laughs>